You're listening to Planet Pipe with Lorne McDougall. Lorne is also available for one-on-one online bagpipe lessons for anyone, from beginner to performer. He can teach over a variety of software platforms, including Skype and FaceTime. If you have trouble fitting a one-on-one into your busy lifestyle, you can submit your performances to receive a 15-minute feedback video with tips and advice on how to improve. Use the promo code PLANETPIPE20 for a 20% discount on the teaching store at Lorne's own website, www.lornemcdougall.com slash teaching. Hello, I'm Lorne McDougall and welcome to Planet Pipe for October 2019. Lots of music and chats as ever on our show and later I'll be talking to a true legend in both piping and also in medical terms. His name's Andrew Shillady, a very promising young RCS student who nearly lost it all due to illness but who has returned to piping in the most amazing and inspirational way. We'll hear his story later on. Talking of legends and stories, we will be hearing from the legendary Gaelic rock band Runrig throughout the show, but we will begin with this cover of one of their songs from a much younger band, they are called Ben Lee, and from their album Oscara, this is the story.
Some really complimentary piping from Ben Lee's piper, Michael Steele, with the band who formed in the Outer Hebrides in 2013 and released that their debut album, Oscara, last year. There's some great talent in that band. As I said, that was a cover of a track from the last studio album from Runrig called The Story. Runrig quite recently called it a day after 45 years of music, and they are also no stranger to using pipes in their lineup with multi-instrumentalist and founder member Malcolm Jones, a very competent piper. We'll go back to the early days just now and a track from The Highland Connection, that's their second album, recorded in 1979. And that features Malcolm on the pipes playing his own tune, The 25 Pounder.
short clip there from the Shots and Dickhead Caledonia Pipe Band and that was the band that my guest this week was a member of before he took ill. His name's Andrew Shillady and his condition almost cost him his piping career but he has fought back and is now back playing pipes again very well. And I talked to him and when I started chatting I spoke about a recent meeting I had when he came to join us for a tune and as we discussed, not a simple tune, but quite a lot of very difficult suspects and reels on his electronic chanter at Piping Live. I saw you back at Piping Live in August when we were having that um, jam session with the Electric Chanters and you just came along, joined in as if there was absolutely no issues with your fingers at all. It was amazing. And it wasn't It wasn't as if we were playing simple tunes, we were playing big MSRs. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> congratulations on that. But it wasn't like that five years ago, was it? Back in, well, seven years ago now, back in 2012. Could you tell me, um, basically, tell me what, started to go wrong well um i i just completed my four-year honours degree in roscars academy doing a, a degree in scottish music the main instrument being the bagpipes and i had um started employment in western ross and i up in olipo and gerla and um that was in 2010 and it was a bit of a dream job for me um just spend pipes every day and, and teaching Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I, I started to develop this cough, and you know, back and forth with the GP, and and like you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't a cold, but just I couldn't just couldn't shift it, and it started to affect you know my strength and the blowing and the pipes and things, and a few other things like uh, I was getting a lot of fatigue and, and a lot of tightness and muscles and things to get there, and the lungs got so bad. I, eventually, they sent me for a bit of a scan and uh, uh, they found there's a lot of scarring in my lungs and I wouldn't be a smoker or anything like that there but and so knowing that I would never smoke and and, and I had this sort of damage in my lungs that uh, started to, to investigate a bit more to find out a bit more like a few blood tests and actually took a lung biopsy and a muscle biopsy in my leg and I came back and uh, sort of diagnosed me with a uh, mixed connective tissue disease it's a autoimmune disease started treatment there on, on strong quite strong medication mm-hmm. and uh, things started to stabilize i think it was september 2012 i just uh, I took, took very ill i knew something was was going wrong and uh, i lost a lot of strength i wasn't, wasn't really able to stand up alone very much and, and, and i was well, it was like shivering and in bed and things and so uh, GP ordered me. To, uh, uh, got got my we got a ambulance to bring me down to Regmore and Inverness. I was staying up in Ullapool at the time. Well, just uh, I was I was seriously ill, and uh, even even so, the doctors don't really know exactly if it was mainly a, a flare up of my uh, autoimmune disease or if it was just something else or a reaction to the strong medication I was on, or it's just. Uh, but uh, I took so well that. Well, <sighs> There was a lot of things going on with my health, but uh, the doctors were just their first and foremost goal was just to make sure we could preserve my life. You know. Yeah, I, I was reading that in the in some of the newspaper yeah. things you were saying. I didn't realise it was actually life threatening to begin with. I, I took so well that 
you know, the circulation stopped running to my fingers and my feet. And, and even part, like a part of my ear turned a wee bit and, and I lost a wee bit of my sight because of the circulation. Right. Um, but that was that was that was sort of second a secondary thought for the doctors because they were just trying to stabilize me really. Yeah. Um, a lot of that that start starting few months I was in intensive care at, at a time and they got me stabilized. <laughs> and uh, I'd spent maybe about eight months in hospital in total. Right. And uh, you know, quite quite it was maybe the first week that I'd noticed that you know, the circulation stopped in my fingers. You know. When that happens, then they started to deteriorate and things. So, uh, quite early on in that eight months, I, I, I realised that you know, you know, this this is definitely gonna affect my piping yeah. career and things out there. And but also, uh, like even you know, because it was affecting my feet as well, my my ankle, uh, and my left and my left my left ankle, um, with all my toes and my right foot as well. I spent a time in the Inverness and Aberdeen Hospital. And I just had really great care in them hospitals at that time. All the nurses, the physios, and the occupational therapists, and the rheumatologists, mm-hmm. all the all the specialists. They they done a great job of me, and and I kept kept me going that their whole time, and kept me kept my progress physically coming on. And uh, so, at what point did you did you really become aware that this is going to affect? Not just your general health for piping, but more more importantly, uh, your fingers. Yeah, well, it was the first week. First week. You know, uh, circuit stopped, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, fingers weren't looking too great. And did 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 they discuss any options with you, or was it just that that they're going to have to go? As I said, uh, the main their main concern was to get the stabilised. Yeah. W- once things had stabilised, um, um, then then it was sort of like referred to like hand specialists and like a general surgeon and things for for amputations and um they're to save to save as much finger length as possible and and, and like even leg length and yeah. the forefoot and the right foot uh, um they they sort of recommend that you, you sort of wait and, and like to to see you wait and see that you if any, anything would be salvageable. So, starting to look at the more positive sort of sides of things, when you when you did come out of hospital, was there a point when you when you realised that piping wasn't off the table completely? That there was a, a chance and a way for you to get back into your piping. Uh, I suppose when I when I returned from hospital um, and then I, I went back home to Northern Ireland to be closer to my parents and things and the family and. Uh, <coughs> At that time, I picked up the snare drum, mm-hmm. um, just just because uh, I, I felt I had all this knowledge and things, the, the piping and things, and uh, I wanted to go back and, and help out a few bands at home, um, at the piping side of things. But at the same time, to, to take part, I would, would have really liked to, um, you know, maybe I always, always had an interest in the snare drum, mm-hmm. and I wanted to give it a go. Um, and well, I got I got a bit of tuition on the snare from John Johnson in Margashill and posted in Cannon and Northern Ireland. Uh, I learned learned a lot from John, and we've done a few solo competitions in the snare drum and got out with a band. Um, then sort of like this comment to the story of how you got you when I first realised maybe you could play pipes again. But I, in 2017, I joined Tully Lagan Pipe Band. Mm-hmm. There's there's snare core and uh, um, 
in that year to have a very successful season. Um, they in four A they won the drum corps won a. Uh, the Scottish, the All Ireland, and the World Idol for And uh, coming to the end of that year, I went to visit uh, a man in what I like in big band, Jim Warnock. Mm-hmm. And I just see here that he's, I think he's the band's president. Uh, and uh, well, well, while we were talking there, he showed, showed me he had an electric chanter in, the, in, in his living room. And I asked if I could have a wee shot at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, surely, and take take it home with you if, if you'd like to give it a go. And uh, and uh, I never thought about that before, but uh, trying the electric chanter. But I, I gave it a go, and I think you had a wee tune out of it. Just, you know, fingers weren't covering the right way, you yeah. know. Mm. Some holes was covering. I, know, I knew rightly, well, I'm only sort of covering that, the edge of that wee connection mm. on that electric chanter. And then the, there's two fingers there they are covering good, but I have to use my knuckle on this. and. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I got, got Jim got me in contact with the the man who made that chanter. It's called the, the Epic Chanter. Right. Uh, that's uh, Leonard Turkington from Macrofalt. And uh, he he made me an electric chanter with the where the holes would be sort of like off off to the side a wee bit, just yeah. to reach my fingers a bit better. And uh, well, then I could re- I really took off. I could actually play some of the tunes I used to be able to play. Yeah, where to go? And. Uh, End of that, and if that was that was 2008, and uh, Worlds 2008, I as part as part of being part of the big rab show, I, I'd be a live streamer. Uh, I I would get access to some some events where I could ask people for some interviews, mm-hmm. and things like that there. And well, as I see my, my old bandmate uh, John Elliott from G1 Reads, yeah. and I, I had my electric chanter with him, and I, I just. I couldn't pass up the opportunity just to let him know I was able to get a wee tune out. Um, and I, I got it out and said, oh, I go ahead, I played him sheep wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he's got a wee recording of it or something. Well, like that. Just like you were saying, that, the wee tunes we had at Piping Live there, yeah, it was it was straight into yeah. the big stuff. <laughs> I, well, actually, I was sort of waiting about there. I was waiting to go in. I wanted to see the Piping Live. Oh, was it? Pipe Idol final. Mm. It's in that there we was at the wee entrance place where you have all the stalls. And uh, I think I was meeting up with somebody and uh, I seen Roddy McDonald playing this year, Murray Blair, electric chanter. And uh, I started I started to just play along with him. And then after so long, but we played maybe eight or nine, two, four marches, then mm. we went into six or seven stress bays, like all the all the good stuff, you know, and, and then a few reels at them. And then we went to choose each other and and I think we've actually kept in touch since then. And, and as you're saying there, we, we had an hour we chained there at Last World. Yeah. But I, I, when I had seen John Elliott, um, he, he he said, you know, I, I, I think I could make a bit of a chanter for you. We could give it a go and see if we could get back playing again. And I, I, well, I, was, I was up for that. Um, you know, I had a lot of questions, but uh, he, he had a lot of answers, you know. And, yeah. uh, and I, he was very, he was a, Great man, very very generous, and and just just the knowledge he has, like that made it possible to you know for, for me you know the low a ha, low low a hole had to be a little bit higher, mm-hmm. which would have you know knocked it a bit sharp you know, mm-hmm. but he had other ways to counteract that. It was higher, but he brought the pitch of it down yeah. in other ways. So he's he, I think he's a bit of a genius that, uh, yeah, when that, it comes that's to fantastic. Yeah, and and a few other things like. Um, even though my 
electronic chanter that had been made for me already had holes positioned over the side. Even still, it wasn't perfectly. Even still, I was only use. It was unable to touch the side of a wee electrical contact. But he 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 took a photo of that and sent me over like a draft chanter just in the post and said, "Give that a wee go." It was going well. Um, and I so to, to, to give it a real a real shot. I, 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 I went over to see John at 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 G one. Um, just to put see if we can put put another one together and get get a lot more comfort. Mm-hmm. And uh, I that was that was the start of that that story. Um, uh, STV News came along uh, take a wee interview and and we played a concert that that night. Yeah. And uh, and that then headed home again and. <laughs> And then uh, from from coming from the snare core in the band, uh, immediately just joined the pipe core. It's <laughs> uh, fantastic because uh, it's it's just, and you're you're still it's not like you've stopped progressing and getting back into it. You're you're still sort of relearning. Is that right? Yeah. Well, because because I'm using a different part of my finger, like like any piper out there could give that a wee go. Even but what what's actually left of my I'm just saying there. Any any piper could give that a go. They just have to slide their fingers away, mm-hmm. way way over, and they would see sort of like the sort of things you would have to start to get used to. Your yeah. your size of grace note would have to be altered. Your the, the timing of things. Um, I didn't really struggle with catches or anything like there, but it was I think was at the start like uh, you know my, my grace notes were a wee bit too chunky for my like a new big big guy thing. But I, I guess that was a good place to start, and yeah. I'm trying to get that play, plays into the ear again. Yeah. Um, um, but I, even what's left of my fingers, like for my G Grace note, like I, I'm I'm using my palm, ah. my hand, the sort of knuckle part of my palm, like, and there's not much from a burl either. Like, right. it's, you know, it is perfect for me. Yeah. And I I don't there's not many other flares. Could maybe even play it, you know, because mm. you got holes around the side and then you, and things like that there, so it will be completely out of place for. And even 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 for a right-handed player trying to play it, you get the holes where your hands shouldn't be, sort mm. of thing. But fantastic, and and you you are you're getting some success with it currently, aren't you? My my the thing I really enjoy most by piping is is actually the teaching side of things. I I love tutoring and I. Uh, uh, when I started back in that electric chanter, I started to take the uh-huh. young ones and totally lagging for solos, and uh, and they've they've really done me proud. Uh, they've had some really great success. I think of between between all the soloists. Well, even just this year, came home with the band came home with four All Ireland titles, which was, was brilliant. Um, and uh, even even running up to that, um, the the whole band has has got a great teaching program going on there the, the tenor drummer girls have been doing really well the we've got a snare drummer we we snare dr- drummer group and, and and out of out of our we junior group uh, six of them actually were upgraded to the 3b band this year and, and mm-hmm. very first time playing in the world is the they won it you know and <laughs> i think three of them are only 12 year old and um, uh, but i myself i entered back in some paper it was more of a you know a goal you know i set myself right for that Mm-hmm. For that date, I'm gonna have this tune going, and I well, we're, we're done all right. Um, uh, I've had three third places, uh, came third <laughs> each time <laughs> uh, I've played there, so 
third in the Paybrook Bay each time. So it was in Cullibacky, Ulster and uh, All-Ireland solo. Solo team third in that great um, Aye, and very, do you plan to move that. on to the MSRs again? Yes, um, I, I hope to. Um, like we're, we're playing MSRs in the band and I feel I'm, I'm coping okay, but it's just a few wee things. I'm just not totally happy with yet to be competitive in a solo aspect, but uh, I'm working at it mm-hmm. every day. I'm, I'm really enjoying getting back playing again. and, and Just just like the, the same way I would teach my the pupils like, to pick out the, the weaknesses and, and just practice them on their own and I guess it's a, it's a good advantage it up. to, to um, still be teaching to remind yourself how to relearn if you know what I mean you know you, you can remember you're you're still that part of you still very active teaching other people to, to teach yourself again um, it must be great so yeah. so listen Andrew thank you so much for taking time to yeah. speak to me you must be sick of people telling you that you are an absolute inspiration um, and I wish you absolutely nothing but the best for getting back into the the MSRs and beyond so to some more music now and another connection to Runrig can be found with our next musician accordionist and Manran founder Gary Innes he has been a regular guest performer with Runrig and has even featured on one of their album covers but in this case it's his own project and his third solo album called Eminent he's joined by a host of great musicians to bring a very enjoyable album together and as a piper I'm a particular fan of this track called Welcome to New York which features not just one pipe but two Ali Hutton is on the border pipes and Ryan Murphy is on the Illum pipes and it works great. Here for yourselves. Gary Innes from his album Eminent. 
Now looking forward to Celtic Connections, which has just recently announced its lineup. There's a whole host of great piping events to look forward to, which we'll cover in more detail nearer the time. The main piping concert takes place on the 25th of January and will feature the People's Ford, Bog Hall and Basket Caledonia Pipe Band and Trist. But two events that stuck out for me are from two Planet Pipe favourites, both celebrating anniversaries. The younger of the two, Rura, are celebrating their 10th anniversary on the 2nd of February. And the other, older by five years, is Brebach on the 17th of January. Let's hear from these two bands now, one after the other, beginning with the senior of the two, Brebach, with the sound of Callum McCrimmon and James Duncan McKenzie on pipes, followed by Rura with the piping of Stephen Blake. From two albums released in 2018, here's Brebach with the Oban Ball from their album Frenzy of the Meetings, followed by Rura with her title track from their album In Praise of Home.
Angle Home. I still find that, which is maybe people think it's strange, but it's a funny feeling. A place you felt safe, comfortable, you knew everything about you, you were, uh, everything was familiar to you, and it made, it made it easy for you to stay there. There was nothing that would put you away from the truth. That's why I mean, there are lots of people that I knew when I was a boy are still there. You know, they didn't go away at all.
Let's finish this Planet Pipe with a look ahead to hear some music from an upcoming guest, Matt McIsaac. A Canadian piper of both Scottish and Irish descent, Matt is a fine soloist as well as a band player, and his most recent project is this new album from his long-term band, Bioloch. Their first self-titled album from 2001 is regarded as a classic by Pipers today and for me, and I'm sure many others, was my first introduction to the Cape Breton style of piping and accompaniment. But it's to more recent times we turn now and their new album, it's been 15 years since they last released the album, it's called All Hands and as if my dinner wasn't already calling me, it is now after seeing the names of the tunes in this set list. Potatoes and herring, making butter and kale and pudding are the reels following on from the opening march, which was called Kilts on Fire, composed by Howie MacDonald and Brenda Stubbard. So until next time, thanks for listening. I'm Laura McDougall and we're playing out with Bulloch and Kilts on Fire.
You're listening to Planet Pipe with Lorne McDougall. Lorne also specializes in bagpipe music transcription typesetting. So whether you're just looking to get a tune from your head into a beautifully scored and framed gift or a whole new collection of music to be released, check out www.lornemcdougall.com slash typesetting to learn more about how Lorne can help.